0: Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 672. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, Please let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Whatever, they're free, including postage and handling. I have uh, music, letters, and a message for you that will give you much more in-depth knowledge of the Lord for sure. And you just keep uh, staying tuned. It's a lot of people, uh, these sayings that the Lord has given me to preach to you and to teach to you, some of them are hard sayings to you. And um, there will be some of you that will fall away from uh, my teachings, just as they did with Jesus. He told them that he, his followers, that he, they had to eat his flesh and drink his blood, because indeed his flesh is meat and his blood is drink. Uh, uh, what he was doing was telling them something that was, uh, they said, a hard saying. But uh, if they had stayed with him and heard everything that he had to say, they would not have thought that it was a hard saying at all. We have to eat the. The eyes um, need to lust after his word. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the fright of life. But the Lord was speaking in spiritual terms to eat his word, and the spirit of life is in his word, and eternal life is in his word, and his blood is in his word. It's uh, His blood came out of his veins, human blood, and uh, there's life in his blood. We have to be covered in his blood by faith in his word, what his word says about his blood, that it is drink, all right, it came out uh, of his body in several different ways, and he Uh, If we believe in the things that he said about his blood and the word, which is spirit and life, and the blood, which the life is in the blood, well, then we can be saved. And there are many other things that he says and he stated through his apostles that we have to receive it if we want to be counted worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven. And we can't walk away from it. We just have to receive it because many there are different uh, gifts that people have. So uh, we're not supposed to think that if somebody has a different gift than we do, that it's not of the Lord. So uh, every person has, every man has his gift from God. And... Um, one has a gift of this, and another one has a gift of that. We'll be reading about that a little bit later, but right now let's pray. Father, anoint this service. Uh, let the unsaved. So many people say, Lord, as you know, say that they're Christians and they don't believe your word. We only become Christians when we believe. The word of God, you said you are the word of God and jesus actually is the word of god so uh, when your word says believe on the lord jesus christ in the word of god that is and thou shalt be saved if anybody is offended by the word of god or if they're ashamed of the word of god well then god will be jesus will be jesus is god god is jesus Will be ashamed of you before the Father and the holy angels in heaven. So, you know, you can walk off if you want. That's going to be neither here nor there with the Lord. He didn't run after the people, Father, that uh, uh, when you were saying uh, in the body of Jesus, um, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood or you no wise can enter heaven. And they just turned away and uh, left you, which uh, you're not lonely because the Father was always with you. And the same thing with me. You're always with me. So I'll never be lonely again. I never was uh, really lonely. I didn't think so until I believed on you. And then I know how wonderful it is to have you so close to me. Uh, leading and guiding and directing this just causes a lot of jealousy in people and they want to do everything in their power to try to stop what you're doing through me but it won't do any good lord i ask that people will receive the gospel so that you can work with them as you'd like to and who knows you may even work with them even in a stronger way than you are with me but i ask that people do this so that the power of satan can be broken because when you enter into a person the devil the tempter's power is broken whenever you come into a person's life the tempter's power is broken and there are many people that are bound to satan's word which is the opposite of your word they're still praying to mary they're still bowing down before statues they're still saying that this uh, homosexual uh, child molester is God, and Lord, uh, we pray that you'll make this clear in this message and every message that uh, you, whatever you want to say through me, I will say it. Lord, that uh, the church uh, will be uh, strengthened and that satan will be bound against the people in the world you want them to be saved and i pray lord that you'll shut the ears of the people so that they can no longer hear satan's voice and open their ears unto you your words so that they can be saved block every door of satan lord don't let him uh Take advantage of us and open up every door to us. Slam every door of Satan to him, Father. I know you're listening to me, and I know that when we pray, you said you'd hear and show us that this is going to happen. And let it open every door in the world uh, that is can be a blessing to the people of the world. For us, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that souls will be saved in the body of Christ, strengthened. And most people don't even know what the body of Christ is, but they have to go back and get many pieces of my literature, and they have to go back and listen to these programs. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, and it doesn't make any difference when people... um, They don't want to listen to God. They don't want to walk with him. But there was a man in the world that walked with God. His name was Enoch. And he must come back to earth soon. God, uh, because he walked with God, God took him without having uh, him to die. And so he has to come back to earth uh in order to die because the word of god states that it's appointed unto man wants to die so he has to die just like elijah who came in the form of john the baptist and he said that he wasn't elijah but he was and um i believe without any shadow of doubt that i am enoch and uh, i know i'm gonna have to die and uh, enoch it's the spirit of Enoch that entered into me, and I'm going to have to suffer death one of these days, whenever it's the time of the Lord. And so, I uh, before I was saved, I was that a motion picture called The Student Prince with Edmund Purdom, or somebody by that name, who took the place of Mary Alonzo. It was Mary Alonzo's voice singing but Edmund Purdom was the one that was pantomiming his voice. And he sang this song, I'll Walk With God, and I, I, it touched me so much. And I thought, man, I don't know why this uh, song is touching me so much. But one of these days, I really hope that I'll be able to sing it. And here I am singing it with a Joe Leahy arrangement with our orchestra and our choir, I'll Walk With God.
1: on. His helping hand I'll lean upon. This is my prayer.
0: So he was having a hard time um, losing weight, uh, and uh, they didn't want him in the movie if he was as uh, obese as he was, so they chose Edmund Purdom. Well, because of the fact that he wasn't able to be in that picture, he went to some quack doctor, and he told him uh, that if you let me shoot the urine from a pregnant woman into your arm, you'll lose weight. And he let him. this is a warning uh, about going to quack doctors. He let him shoot a uh, pregnant woman's urine into his body, and he died. That's what he died from. And I found this out from his friend who was a former Mr. America. I was working at his gym in Los Angeles. And uh, he uh, told me, he said, they were like uh, twins, these two. They ran around together and they worked out together and all this sort of thing. So be careful who you go to see and put your trust in. Put your trust in Jesus. Jesus will heal you. And he won't do it with uh, urine or anything like that. Be sure of that. Okay. We have some letters today. It's interesting little topics that I learned down through the years and I learned the right things to eat and the wrong things to eat and why working out is so important to people and uh, just uh, millions of things that the Lord has allowed me to learn in the time that I've been here on this earth now we have some letters first the first one from Sharon
2: from Chihuahua Mexico okay what do they have to say Translated from Spanish. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo and the rest of the brethren at the Alamo Christian Ministries, God bless you. I thank God for the literature that has arrived along with five CDs that is clearly talking about who Mary really was. Wow, what a blessing and teachings I'm having through your ministry and through your discernment of the Holy Spirit.
0: Right, Mary was uh, an incubator for uh, Christ, the Son of Man who actually had God in him. He was God. He was begotten by the Holy Spirit. But she was nothing more than an incubator. Real good Jewish girl. She was saved. And she got to go to heaven. But she's dead. And she cannot hear you. And, you know, it's about time that she started receiving the word of God. What have I to do with you, mother, is what Jesus said. Or what did I have to do with you, woman? (laughs) that's what he said he didn't say mother he said woman and he wanted everybody to know that his heavenly father is the one that begot him and he just used Mary as a vehicle to grow in and receive her human blood because he had to have human blood to shed he had to show the world that even though he was the same flesh that we are the same bone and the same blood that we are That we can keep God's commandments if God, uh, if he, uh, which is God, he, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are in us. And um, he said, in my father's house are many mansions. My father lives in many houses, many mansions. Uh, He was saying that to let us know that he's not the only spirit-filled person that's going to be. He was born by the Spirit, begotten by the Holy Spirit. We weren't. But when we become born-again Christians, we become a son of God, uh, or a daughter of God. The Bible said sons. And we become, uh, he said that we would even do greater works than he did, because we have electronics today that uh, and different devices that is able to get our voices around the world very quickly, and uh, therefore, this is how we do greater work, but it's not us that's doing it, it's, it's him in us, and so he wants to continue his carnation here on earth, he, uh, we're the continuation of his incarnation here on earth, he wants to live in us, and speak in us, and through us. And uh, this is what the Lord wants me to tell everybody. You can do a great work in the Lord, yet not you, but if you let Christ with his Father by the Spirit enter into you, you'll be able to do things that are supernatural. But it'll be Christ doing it in you. And if you keep the commandments... Uh, the only way that people will believe you that you're a christian is if you keep the commandments that and you, you receive his words because he is the word in the beginning john the first chapter of john says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and then verse 14 it says And the Word became flesh. God became flesh. It says He became Emmanuel, God with us here on earth. And He taught us the things that we must do in order to attain eternal life. He told us. And it's in the Word. It's in the, it's in Him. And you can be in Him and He can be in you if you'll just receive His Word. And don't be ashamed of any of his word. It doesn't make any difference. Because if you're ashamed of his word, he'll be ashamed of you. You will not be able to receive God fully at all if you don't receive his whole word. You'll never grow up to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Okay, we'll continue on.
2: I need more of your literature to distribute and more CDs and if possible two Bibles in Spanish for two new converts that were saved through your literature, entitled The Five Steps of Salvation and also The Harness of the Lord. Please have patience with me for asking for so much.
0: That's not so much you can ask for as much as you want. Then what?
2: May the Lord Jesus Christ provide for us so that we may continue distributing the literature. It will be two years now since the Lord Jesus Christ has reached me through your literature and CDs. I have grown so much spiritually, and therefore I thank you in the name of our Lord. I look back at the way I was before knowing Christ. I was lost in a, the world and believed all manner of fables and lies. Now I look back, and it's like looking through a window. I see the world and me in it and the way I was. There is nothing in this world that would make me go back. I thank Jesus that I'm now now a new creature, and the old things are passed away. I realize the eternal life waiting for us. Those who are saved, who will be in the presence of our God, filled with eternal joy, like that of the day we got saved. Those that prevail until the end will be saved, not like they say here in my location and in many parts of the world, where they twist the scriptures. And once again, I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for letting me find your ministry, which is the only one I've ever heard who says the truth and how it is. Like Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh unto the Father but by Jesus Christ. But
0: by the word of God. And what?
2: God bless you and your congregation, Pastor Lamo. Amen. Apollinar Ramirez Sanchez, Chihuahua, Mexico.
0: Right. The reason he doesn't know anything and so much heresy because he belongs to uh, Satan's cult, Satan's church, Um, that runs the governments everywhere in the world. And also that uh, runs the media, the news media at large. And uh, they're dead in their sins and trespasses. They uh, have not been uh, dead. They have become dead to this world and alive through the Spirit of God. And they're the ones that worship Mary. They're the ones that uh, worship in the Catholic cult, which is the homosexual church on this earth, and the um, child-molesting church on this earth. Now, um, God uh, never told people to become homosexuals, that's for sure. He did tell people to become polygamists, uh, certain people, people that had big works of God, like uh, David... Solomon and uh, Gideon and many of the other patriarchs in the Bible. And I tell you one thing, I would much rather be a polygamist than I would be a homosexual. Because God has given, God said that He gave all these wives to David and He said, if you would have asked me, I would have given you as many more as you wanted. But never in the Bible did he say, I want you to be a homosexual. I want you to be a child molester. This is all coming from the Catholic cult. And you notice that the news media goes after every person that uh, they can that is not Catholic. But let's see them uh, prosecute all these homosexual priests. I have heard hundreds of thousands of them, child molesters. Yeah, I'd rather be a polygamist any day because you go to heaven with that. But never would I ever want to be a homosexual. God tells certain people that have big works to be married to many women. God uh, never told uh, you know, just some guy, Joe Grinder or something that uh, pumps gas at the gas station. Because, you know, he's not making enough salary to support her. Or it's, if it's out of the Lord, you're not supposed to do it. God gives some gifts to some people and other gifts to others. So that's what you... And we're going to be reading that very statement in the chapter that we're going to be reading today. If I get to that part in the chapter. Oh, do you have another letter? Yes. Okay, let's hear it.
2: This is from Malawi, Africa. Dear Pastor Tony, I'd like to greet you together with your family and also the members of your congregation. How are you? Back to me, I am fine. I thank you for sending me your newsletters. I thank God for your work to spread the word so that it can reach the four corners of the world. I read your good teachings in your newsletters, and I distributed them to my fellow Christians. They are really thankful for the good messages. We are so blessed with your messages. Many people are coming to me asking for newsletters, but when I answer that they are all gone, they become sorry, so kindly send me 160 newsletters and some Bibles for the newcomers who have joined our group. Pastor, when I sit and think about you, my heart is full of joy as if I have already reached heaven because of the great things that you do. Without a doubt, God is using you strongly so that his message of salvation can be brought to every human being. I'm very thankful that you will send me the literature. Thank you for the rich teaching of God's word that you have been so faithful to give out. Loving you in Christ's love, Isaac Chowo from Chiptipa, Malawi, Africa.
0: All right, praise the Lord for all these people that write in to us and people that just don't write in that are doing what uh, the Bible tells them to do. Okay, now we're going into the 7th chapter of First Corinthians. And this is verse 1. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is saying, Now concerning things whereof ye wrote unto me. Now the first part of this is not God telling him this stuff. This is his own opinions. And so we have to be careful when we're reading Paul because he lets you know that. Now concerning the things whereof... Uh, ye wrote unto me, It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Well, oh, wait a minute. You know, like the Lord said, that he made man and woman, and that they should be married, and that they should um, <clears throat> breed, that they should have many children. Multiply. But Paul says, no, uh, not to touch a woman, because that reminds me of a song. The blues in the night, you know. A lot of uh, women are very bad these days, and uh, you wind up. Some of them, uh, they find out that their wives are cheating on them, or they're committing uh, adultery, adultery, and so they get uptight at their wives, and they want to throw them out, and they should. But some of them get too angry. Because jealousy is the rage of a man. And so they smite him uh, for being evil, possibly bringing home AIDS and all kinds of other filthy diseases to them. And so they smite him, and when the man is sleeping, they take a gun or a knife, and they uh, put a bullet in their head or stab him to death, and they are let go by the, um, they said, he beat her like she's uh, the mother of God, mother of uh, Jesus, and that she is uh, to be hallowed or something, an adulterous swine. So it's better not to touch a woman because you don't know what you're going to get with her, especially in these last days. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication. Now, fornication will send your soul to hell. A lot of people where it says, it's better to marry than to burn, they say, well, that means to burn in their flesh, uh, to burn uh, with lust. That isn't what it means. It means nevertheless to avoid fornication. Because if you commit fornication, you're going to hell, for sure. To avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. That's just a person that uh, can't contain, they go to whorehouses, they want to grab a woman, whatever and have sexual relationships with her without the virtue of being married so to avoid fornication because fornication will send you to hell let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband let the husband render unto the wife benevolence in other words have sexual relationships with her If the relationship, if she's due, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. If she's not due it, you're not commanded to have sexual relationships with your wife. If she's done something, if she's flirting with other men, or if she's, uh, you can tell that she's lusting after other men in her mind, or she likes to watch pornography, and likewise also the wife unto the husband uh, the wife verse 4 has um, no power over her body her own body but the husband is the one that has power over her body so therefore if he uh, if she's done something so bad he doesn't he just takes power and dominion over her body and doesn't have anything to do with her just like David didn't have anything to do with his wife. Actually, it was one of his wives, because she despised him, because he was happy and full of the Spirit of the Lord, and was dancing before the Lord, and not nude, he was dressed, but the husband, and likewise also her husband hath no power over his own body, but the wife. But remember, it says only if she's due, if he owes her to have relationships with her. Verse 5, Defraud ye not one the other. Don't uh, let them go without sexual relationships if they haven't done anything wrong. Except it be with consent. Honey, can we avoid that tonight because I want to fast and pray. For a time that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And then come together again that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. But I speak this... By permission, it's and not of commandment. So, this is not the commandment of the Lord. And the Apostle Paul says he's speaking these things by permission. Some of them are definitely commandments uh, about burning, going to hell, avoiding fornication. Verse 7, For I would... That all men were, even as I myself, in other words, he wasn't married. But every man has his proper gift of God. Now, a lot of people think I'm preaching polygamy because, you know, I want everybody to have uh, two or more wives. That isn't at all. I I don't believe, I believe like uh, the Apostle Paul. If you can handle not having a wife, don't have one because... It's like the blues in the night. You're going to have problems with your flesh. For I would that all men were the same as myself, even as I myself am. But every man has his proper gift. Now, gift would be something that God gave you. Well, God gave David several wives. You want to cut that out of the Bible? Uh, it would be better, uh, that you don't do that. So every man has his proper gift of God. God gave David many wives. Gave many wives, uh, to others in the Bible. One after the gifts, uh, one gift after this manner, and another after that manner. I remember Hosea, he was given, he was told to marry two prostitutes, but that doesn't apply to you every man has a different kind of gift from God. And that wasn't really given to him for, uh, you would think this is not a proper gift of God, that he should marry two prostitutes. But he wanted this prophet to know what it was like, to have created a bunch of people, and to be one with one all the people, and then for them to go whoring and... Um, the prostitutes, sure, they go with anybody. They don't care what the consequences are. They don't care that they're going to stand before God and uh, answer for what they've done. It, you cannot be a, a prostitute or a, um, a whore, a prostitute, and get into heaven. You can't be a fornicator or an adulteress. That's why it would be better to marry than to burn. I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide or remain even as I. But if they cannot contain, in other words, if they lust so much for sex, let them marry to avoid fornication and going to hell. For it is better, even though you're going to have problems, that it's better not to touch a woman. But one thing for sure is that it's better to marry than to burn in hell for eternity. They say, well, that is what it means, burn inside yourself. (laughs) That isn't what it means. To avoid fornication, it's better to marry. It's better to marry than to burn in hell. Well, why do you say fornication? Because if you have sex with any woman without being married, and you make vows together, you don't have to go uh, to City Hall to some horrible lawmaker and ask permission. It's actually Satan's government. Satan, can I be married in the Lord? Why sure here like I'd be like the people of Israel going into um Jericho just before God destroyed it and asked them for permission to be married. No, that isn't the way it is at all. But if they cannot contain, let them marry. It's better to marry. It's better to marry even though Paul thinks it's not good to marry, but it sure is a lot better than burning in hell. Amen? Amen. So, verse 10, And unto the married I command. Now, this is one of the things why it's so evil when the seducing spirits, which are spirits of the devil, are telling people that they should not marry, and they cannot marry until they're 18 years old. Because as soon as they reach puberty, they want to have sex. And if you say no, and the people that are saying no are the ones that are out committing fornication and they're um, committing homosexual acts. And so they're hypocrites. And the Lord says, well, it's better to marry than to burn well these people are having sex as a matter of fact the schools the public schools are providing condoms and birth control pills so that they can have sex isn't this something they are committing a a fornication and the school system is making women prostitutes they figure well we had sex with this guy in the third grade and then uh, these other two guys in the third fourth grade and these five guys in the fifth and then so on the sixth and seventh grade and we're only 14 or 15 years old and we've got a long haul here uh till 18 and so they're all these are doctrines of devils the lord said he says beware in the last days Seducing spirits will forbid people to marry even though they've reached puberty and they want to have sex. Yeah, they want to get married so they don't go to hell, but the devil sitting in Rome says uh-uh, no uh uh-uh, we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna give you birth control pills and let you commit fornication. We're going to let you um, have sex. We just don't want you to be married because that's legal. And mm, I am lawless. There's no law of God in me whatsoever. I love to see you little children fornicating and getting pregnant and then committing first-degree murder in the abortion parlors no marriage most of the people at one time i was married to the princess of sweden she said nobody gets married in sweden because there's a strong fine uh, you'll have to pay a horrible amount of taxes if you get married they overtax you but if you're homosexual they're going to give you all kinds of rewards and if you're a fornicator, it's okay, but don't you dare get married like the Lord said for you to do. The Lord says for you to become one flesh. Even if you had, like David, 99 wives, you become one flesh with all them, just like the Lord becomes one, we become one in the Lord. So you can say, and I say this without any shame whatsoever, that the Lord himself is a polygamous. It takes many people to make up his body, to live in. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. Wait a minute. The Lord is not against marriage. He's against divorce. Now, even though uh David's wife, one of his wives, despised him, he didn't put her out on the streets. He put her in ward. In other words, she that didn't mean he locked her up. He just uh, wouldn't have anything to do with her. She was in ward because she despised him, the Bible says. So let not the wife depart from her husband. Why does it not say, let not the husband depart from his wife? Because the husband, uh, he's not supposed to do that for sure. But if she uh, does not want to be with him any longer, then she can depart and the husband can be married to another. And now he cannot divorce her and replace her with another woman. If he's going to marry another woman, that means he's got to keep her unless she's just out committing fornication because the Lord does allow you and wants you to uh, divorce a woman that is out committing uh, fornication or adultery on you. as She's going to give you some horrible disease, and she's a shame unto you. We're talking about people of the Lord. Now, many of you people have, uh, well, I've seen, I've heard of men even wanting to see their their uh, wives have sex with another man. We live in a kinky world, folks. I mean, people are doing that, but they're going to have to pay for that. They're getting their kicks now. I don't know how a man could get kicks watching his wife had sex with another man, but that's what they're doing. And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. It'd be better not to be married if you are figuring on departing from him, but, and if she depart. Let her remain unmarried. That's a commandment. Or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband uh, put away his wife. Uh, Of course, Jesus straightened that out, save for the cause of adultery. Or a fornication. Now that you can put her away and uh, not ever take her back again. Verse 12, But to the rest uh, speak I, not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away. And the woman which hath a husband, that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him. Verse 14, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband, that the believer. Else were your children unclean, but now are they holy. Verse 15, but if the unbelieving depart, if you have an unbelieving wife or you wives have unbelieving husbands and they depart, let them go, let them depart, let them get out of there. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace, to have peace with him. Now, if you got an unbelieving woman and she wants to depart, there's nothing going to be but a knock-down, drag-out fight all day long because she doesn't believe, and the Lord said, for us not to be unevenly yoked with the unbeliever. The Holy Spirit says that, so we're not supposed to be. But if they're willing to stay and not fight and cause you trouble, then that's okay. Because uh, we want, uh, the Lord wants us to, he called us to peace. Peace between he and us. Verse 16, For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? In other words, when he sees you going to church, um, and uh, you keeping the commandments, and you're not going along with the stuff that he's doing, well, then that's fine. But if he's a drunkard, and he's out there committing fornication and adultery on you, and coming back in, going with whores and things like, you don't, you're not under bondage to that. Or how knowest thou, O man? Whether thou shalt save thy wife, if you stay with her, or if you let her stay. Verse 17. But as God hath distributed to every man, as the Lord hath called every one, so let him walk, and so ordain I in all churches. So the Lord has given different gifts to different people just because he hasn't given you several wives, be happy with what you have. And if you can contain yourself, don't be married to any woman. Don't touch her. Don't flirt with her. Don't do anything. Just witness to people. Verse 18, is any man called being circumcised? In other words, is there any man that's been called that is a Jew? Let him not become uncircumcised, well that would be impossible. Uh, If any called in uncircumcision, let him not be circumcised. Because circumcision is now of the heart, not of the body. Verse 19, circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandments of God. Verse 20. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. See the Lord sets people free. When he gives you a gift, don't reject it. But make sure that you know that Satan is a very deceptive. He'll make you think that it's the Lord talking to you. But if it doesn't line up with the scriptures, then it's not the Lord because God never crosses himself up. Verse 22. He that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. Why, being a Jew, I was free. I was free as a lark. But then the Lord called me and I became his servant. And woe be unto me if I serve not the Lord. And it's the same for you. Verse 23. Ye are bought with a price. That's the blood of Jesus that we've been bought. Uh, We belong to him. Be not ye the servants of men. Well, um... if i buy something it belongs to me if jesus buys us we belong to him and if we don't uh, belong to him then we're not a gift unto him we have to give ourselves to him as a gift uh, because he says so because we were bought he bought us with his blood uh, shed on the cross be not the servants of men but be the servant of the lord a lot of people come into the church and say, well, I have to bury my mother or my dad. or God called them into the ministry. They were supernaturally saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. And I have to leave the church because I can't. Uh, I have to help my mom or dad out. Okay, well, the Lord, what the Lord said about that, let the dead or somebody died in the family and they want to go to the funeral and bury them. Let the dead bury their dead, the Lord said. Brethren... Let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. Now many people have been saved in our church and they decided to become uh, drug addicts, homosexuals, you name it. And they didn't want to abide uh, in the church wherein they were called, Uh, called therein abide with God. They didn't want to abide with God. They want to live with God. So um, my time is up right now, and we're going to have to pray. This is the time when we pray at the end of the service. Uh, We want to know the Lord. Well, there's one thing to know the scriptures, but there's another thing to know the Lord. When you uh, say this prayer, the Lord will enter into you, and you'll know him, and he'll know you so say the prayer right now say my lord and my god have mercy upon my soul a sinner i believe that jesus christ is the son of the living god and i believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins and i believe that you father raised jesus from the dead by the power of the holy spirit i open the door of my heart and i invite you into my heart lord jesus holy father god Holy Spirit, wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just... Praise and thank the Lord and just keep praising the Lord all the time because where he abides or he lives in the praises of his saints and you've just become a saint or a son of God. So uh, keep doing that and read the old King James Version of the Bible. Now share and tell our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program number 672.
2: Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406.
0: Praise the Lord. Well, uh, I'm going to sing a song for you here. Another Joe Leahy arrangement with our orchestra and choir. And this one is His Name is Wonderful. And remember, His Name is the Word of God. His Word of God. The Word of God is wonderful. His Name is wonderful.
1: His name is wonderful His name is wonderful His name is wonderful Jesus my Lord He is the mighty master of everything. His name is wonderful, Jesus my Lord. He's the great shepherd,